Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome back to Fight Like a Girl Potty. We've got myself, Lottie, and Rav here. Rav, how are you? Hi, Lottie. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How's your week been? I think it's been better than yours. I know you're probably going to dive into this in a second. I have had a really good week. Well, it's been like two weeks since we recorded last, I think. Mm. And um, I've made a trip to Queensland since then. And yeah, it's just been really wet and gloomy in Sydney. Still nothing's changed on that front. Nice. How was Queensland? Was it warm and sunny? Beautiful one day, perfect the next, essentially. (laughs) Um, Townsville's just really hot all the time, which is where I'm from. So it was true to form. It was pretty warm. I slept with the, as you know, air con and fan, as all Queenslanders know. Classic Queensland. Yeah, and same time. And then I was wondering why I was waking up with a sore throat every day. But, yeah, it was... (laughs) It was it was good. It was really good to just see my family. We've got a lot of um, weddings and stuff coming up over the next few months. So I haven't seen them since January, but I'm going to be seeing them pretty much every month for most, I guess, the rest of the year, pretty much. So yeah, wow. Yeah, but that's me. How about you? What's been going on with you for the last few weeks? Um, well, I'm going to start with the good stuff. So obviously Scott Morrison is no longer prime minister, which is mm-hmm. thrilling news for, I think, the entire nation. Um, but as you mentioned, I had a bit of a mishap on the weekend and um, <laughs> it's, what did you call it? You call it a freak accident. I yeah. um, tri- tripped over my rug onto my coffee table, which has a 42 kilo glass tabletop which then fell slammed directly onto my foot. Yeah, it was so bad. I had to take myself to hospital thinking that it was broken. I got there and the doctor was like, this is not looking good for you. 
And I was like, oh, no, I've never had like a broken bone or anything like that before. But thankfully, it's just a really bad bruise. And I don't have to schlep around New York and Mexico in a moon boot, which was my biggest fear. I know when you messaged me and you said that you were in the hospital and it doesn't look good. My first, And I didn't want to say this to you because we don't put negative shit in, out into the universe. So I just was like, oh God, she's going to have a broken foot. She's going to be on crutches. How is she going to get on a football plane with crutches? Like that was my train of thought. Didn't even think about how you'd be like, you know, gallivanting around New York with an injury, but I'm glad that we don't have to think about that. And you're, you're all good. I am all good. I'm a little bit better today, but I won't lie. The like the first thought that went through my head was, A, how the fuck did you do this? Honestly, you're a mess of a human. Um, and B, how are you going to accessorize all your New York outfits with a moon boot? <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you're meant to be like super chic and fashionable in New York, not looking like you... I can't get your life together and fall on your coffee table. But do you know what? I think when you live alone, you have so many of these weird injuries that happen to you. Oh, like so many. I'm constantly cutting myself, like doing the dumbest shit. If I, I'll be opening, like, you know, the whole Kendall Jenner um, video that's floating around of her cutting the cucumber in a really bizarre way. <laughs> Yes. That's me trying to open any flat pack. Like my arms are always in the weirdest spot that like usually in a position that they shouldn't be. And usually my thumb's in the way. And the amount of times I've sliced my thumb with like a heart and knife trying to open. And then I'm just like, what if I get an artery one day? And then I just yes. like accidentally bleed out. What am I going to do? <laughs> I, I, I have that fear constantly. I just had to have a girlfriend come over and like help me put the coffee table back together. Cause I couldn't possibly do it as one human. And obviously I was really afraid of, you know, fucking up my other foot and then being completely incapacitated. <laughs> but I think like, there's, I'm probably showing that I'm a bit of a nerd and showing my age as well. There's like a, skit in 30 rock or something like that where she like has this fear of choking alone on a ham sandwich and on a ham sandwich of all things I know of all things I think it's a ham sandwich I think we're gonna get like 30 rock fans writing and being like no it was a lasagna or something like that but I digress the biggest fear is choking and living alone or like falling out of the shower Oh God. Yeah. Well, your shower, you could actually do that in, in the guest, in the guest room. I can't remember what your actual shower looks like, but I've been in your guest shower and I have that, I had that fear stepping out of it. I'm like an able-bodied person, but anytime I have to step out of a bathtub, I just don't trust my legs anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It's um, my, the one in my room is like a walk-in one. And I remember when my mom came to stay and my mom's like not even 60. She was like, um, I'm having your room. And I'm having your bathroom. You can you can live your life on the edge with that bathtub in the spare room, girl. I've got nothing to do with it. Do you remember that episode of Sex in the City where Miranda chokes on her noodles? Yes. I think I watched that one like two weeks ago because I've started watching it again. It's one of those shows that you can literally come back to whenever. I remember I purchased all of the, this is before I had a binge or anything subscription before anyone comes at me, but I went and onto like Google play or whatever it was. Mm. And I paid like a hundred dollars for like, I was very drunk when I did this. Yeah. I paid a hundred dollars. It was a drunken purchase. (laughs) I came home. I came home with my 
cheeseburger and nuggets out on the couch. And I was like, I feel like watching Sex in the City. How am I going to watch Sex in the City? So I got my credit card out, went on to like Google movies and bought the box set. For oh like my God. Over a hundred dollars just to watch like half an episode while I scoffed my food. I can't believe you're lining SJP's pockets like that. I know because she needs some more cash. Yeah. Anyway, look, I I think that's like a really good seg into what we're going to talk about today, because for those who've been, you know, on the Sex and the City train for a while now, know that when Carrie and Big got married, they didn't have the conventional, you know, get down on one knee, give her a ring proposal. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Just to give you guys a bit of background on where we kind of came up with this topic, I actually went on a date with this guy last week and leading up to the date, we were chatting as you do. And he asked me this really interesting question about engagement rings. And the question was, if someone asked you to buy them an engagement ring, that was say $30,000, that was the price tag that they'd put on it and refused to accept anything less, what would you do? Firstly, I think it's strange that that's your pre-date chat, but um, you do you, babe. Mine's probably a little bit more salacious, but anyway, what did you say to that? We're not shaming pre-date chat here, Lottie. No. <laughs> Get back in your box. <laughs> I mean, pre, like if a pre-date chat goes for like longer than two or three days and you don't get ghosted, I'm impressed. Yeah, I actually don't remember how we got onto this topic in all, in all fairness, but I was literally like, you, you know, like, cause it, this had happened to him just, just to like give a bit of extra background there. It wasn't as though he just randomly was like, hypothetically speaking, like, what would you do? It was, he was sharing something that had <laughs> happened to him. Um, and my response was like, put her in the bin, <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> straight into the wheelie bin, please. Yeah. And wheel her away because that's But like in all seriousness, I I did think it was a really good question. And Lottie, I know that you and I have been in long-term relationships before where we've either been close to being engaged or we have been engaged. And yeah, I just wanted to know, like, what are your thoughts on putting a minimum spend criteria on an engagement ring? Um, I have a lot of thoughts about this, actually. Um, And personally, I think it is absolutely rank. I think it's really disgusting. Mm. I think that... An engagement ring shouldn't be a status symbol. I think that it should be an acknowledgement of your love and commitment to one another. And I have friends who have gotten engaged with their grandmother's rings or their partner's grandmother's rings. I just don't think that it's something that you tie monetary value to. And if those are the people that you're hanging around with that like put pressure on you to expect that, I think you need to pick other friends. Mm, Well, girlfriends, right? Girlfriends. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. You made some good points there though, that, you know, I've thought about in the past, I've obviously been in a situation where I've been engaged. I wasn't in a situation where I could have potentially inherited like a family heirloom as an engagement ring. But prior to meeting that partner, I remember having that thought and being like, holy fuck, what if I have to take a ring that I hate, you know, because it's, it's been passed down essentially through the family. Mm. And I also remember before I did get engaged, I did give a lot of thought to the type of ring that I wanted. And yeah, I gave a lot of thought in the sense that I didn't 
really think about the money that would need to be spent for it. It was more, I knew that I didn't want like a cluster of little diamonds. I wanted like one single solitaire rock or stone. Mm. We'll call it a stone (laughs) because we're classy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Something, something. Don't be, what is it? Don't be fooled by the rocks that I've got. You're right. J-Lo. Yes. I was alive when that's. Is that what she says? I might be white, but I'm not like that out of touch. Anyway, we digress. Back to the the stone. I really wanted a like specific cut. I hadn't thought about like clarity. I hadn't thought about color. Like, yeah, it was just, I wanted this type of a stone and I wanted it to ideally be more than a carrot. I I will admit Mm. that nobody come for me. Like, you know, this was before I knew what it was going to cost as well. But then when we started looking for rings and I got a gauge of what it was actually going to cost, I was very open to the idea of like it just being the shape that I wanted and, you know, mm. maybe getting like a cluster of little diamonds around it or what you would call like a halo which typically makes a ring look bigger and stuff anyway. Like I threw a lot of different options out there because I didn't want to be like, if you don't buy something that costs like X, then I'm not interested. Mm. But now like in hindsight, I kind of just don't even feel like that was the right thing to do, to be honest. Mm. But given that we obviously didn't end up staying together, if we just think about money spent on things, I just don't think that that's one of those things now that I would put this high sort of value on that it would find a relationship. But I remember at one point feeling like it was going to, like if he ended up Mm. getting me a ring that I didn't like, I remember feeling like, well, fuck, like, do I have to buy myself a ring? Yeah. So a few things I want to unpack there. I was obviously in a relationship for 11 years, which was like my entire twenties and then a very small portion of my thirties. And in that time, you obviously get to a certain point of a relationship where people are asking, when are you going to get engaged? And, you know, when's this going to happen? And my heart of hearts, I kind of knew that it wouldn't. But obviously you kind of get swept up in it. You start like, you know, I was obviously like a Pinterest account. So I was like, you know, the rings would pop up and all of that sort of stuff. And you get kind of swept up in the fantasy of what an engagement ring is supposed to look like, what it's supposed to mean. And then I would have older family members say things to me like, well, you know, an engagement ring is meant to cost three months salary Mm. or it's meant to be this or it's meant to be that. And that is just so far removed from what my view of love and relationships are. Like, don't get me wrong. I know what kind of cut of diamond I like. I know what kind of jewelry I like. If you come at me with a white gold ring, I will probably cry because I'm not a white (laughs) gold kind of person. But at the same time, if that's what you pick for me, then I guess that's what you pick. And you obviously picked it for a reason, but I think that there's a lot of, and maybe this is, I'd be interested to understand what your thoughts on this are, but is this something that kind of happens in your twenties when everyone's sort of moving to that point where they've been in long-term relationships for a little while, they start Mm. moving to that engagement point. And because everybody else is getting engaged and talking about it at the same time, that's what you get swept up in. I think it's a combination of that. And I think it's also, I think you just mentioned this before, like it's a status symbol. Like I know Mm. when I was younger, I would say probably from like 1920 onwards until probably my late 20s, to be honest, I used to look at people with really big engagement rings and my mind would go wild thinking about like what their partner did for 
work? How did this person afford this ring? How much money would they have? What kind of life are they going to live now together? Mm. Because they're marrying into this, you know, wealth essentially. Yeah. And I think going through life, having experiences that shows you that things aren't quite what meets the eye sometimes, especially when it comes to people's earning potential, Mm. that I think has changed my perception quite a bit now because, Lottie, you and I know some people that earn a fuckload of money Mm. and they don't lead lives that would make you think that they're earning, you know, seven-figure salaries. Yeah. You know, you you wouldn't want to be thinking that because somebody like that didn't, you know, propose to their partner with like a seven carat fucking, you know, diamond, Mm. which is probably what, if we want to go by the three-month rule, is what they would... (laughs) be buying right like it it would be a huge ring you could buy a super yacht with that amount of money it literally doesn't equate to anything anymore like it's literally a gesture of hey i want to marry you or like a gesture of someone's commitment it doesn't symbolize anything else to me anymore i just don't think people will catch on to that until they are older and they get that Mm. experience of you know not just judging a book by its cover which is essentially what i was doing for such a long time when i would see these women walking around with these huge rings. And I think the people who are still putting that value and saying that they want a ring that costs X, Y, Z, I actually don't think it's for them. I think it's for everybody else around them. Oh, a hundred percent. It's absolutely that. And I think it's a justification. It's a justification to like an outward justification of how much your partner is supposed to love you or how much, you know, you want the world to think they love you. So they're like a little saying that is like all the girls dress up for each other. Like Mm. they literally get engagement rings so that they can be like, oh, look at what, you know, Bobby got me or mine's from Tiffany's or I don't fucking know. That is such a good point that you make about us doing it for other, other women because I remember when I got engaged, the whole time that I was engaged slash married, the only man who ever made a comment my ring was my friend Jordan, Jay-Z, if you're listening, shout out. Um, he literally we were sitting there having noodles one day and he just like got distracted by my ring and was like, holy fuck, that's a big ring. And I just remember thinking like at the time as well, like how weird that he noticed my ring. Yeah, because boys don't look at those things. Exactly. And that's not who it was for. Like as much as I'm sure my ex at the time gave it to me so other men would know that I was off the market, I was wearing it so women would comment on it. And it was those moments that I was living for. And Mm. I honestly can't see myself getting to that point again. So now when I hear people talking about engagement rings in this way, I actually almost feel a little bit disgusted in myself thinking back to like being like I was like that. Yeah, that's so interesting. I think for me, it's like so out of my periphery now. Like it's just not even something I've considered for, you know, the three years that I've been single and a little bit before that. But, yeah, like what kind of engagement ring I would like if I ever do get engaged, it's just not even part of my world. It just means so little to me. I think, yeah, I think um, it'd be interesting to understand how that opinion changes based on the point of life that you're in because Mm. I did put a little poll out. Um, on my Instagram to ask everyone, like, you know, it, would you tell your partner how much to spend on a ring? And this obviously is open to men and women. Anyone can answer that. And 76% of people said that they wouldn't tell their partner what to spend on a ring. And I do think though, that that is probably a lot to do with the fact that we are similar ages, Lottie, yourself and I. So mm. 
if I would have asked this question maybe five, six years ago to the same group of people, I feel like it would have been a little bit different, the results that I got. But in saying that, man, there were some interesting points that were being made. So I asked a few of the people who had responded with yes, what what did they expect? What were they expecting their partners to pay? And, and what was the reasoning behind it? So the answers that I got were varying from like, you know, people expecting rings anywhere from $3,000 all the way up to like the point you made, Lottie, about it being three months wage, mm. which really we can't even put a number on. If, if you're in this type of role that Lottie and I are in, our income can vary literally every month. So what are you basing that on, right? And you've got huge earning potential in in some careers or some fields. That person could be earning anywhere up to thirty dollars to $40,000 per month. That's $120,000 on a ring. That's literally a house deposit. It is a house deposit. And it blows my mind that you would, I mean, I don't do the dishes anyway, but if I had a ring on my finger, the like that cost that much, I would not be doing anything with my hands. It's actually quite scary having something of that much value on a finger. Like I, I remember yeah. when I went to Europe with my engagement ring, I was just constantly like spinning it around. So it just looked like a plain band because people were like on the streets, like you'd have people that would come up to you and they would like grab your hand and they would always go for my left hand. And I was just like, oh no, no, no. Ask for consent first, but also, yeah, don't touch me. People who are now traveling, social distancing, your blessing, seriously. Oh, absolutely. Gosh, just even being outside and people standing. I, w- I was somewhere the other day. Oh no, it was when I was at the hospital yesterday and someone stood <laughs> Oh, that time I had to go to the hospital and someone stood right behind me in the emergency department with no mask on. Oh no. No, no, we don't do this anymore. That's weird. Yeah. I love how we just go off on little tangents, but anyway. No. Um, anyway, back to the point. Back, back um, to the point. But yeah, like, you know, it's a lot of money. You, you could use that money elsewhere. Um, Mm -hmm. There were a lot of points that were made about, you know, people getting return gifts. And I hate to say it, but this was all from men that these, these comments all came from men saying that, you know, if if they were going to be proposing their partner better be getting them a watch. And I've got a story on this one. I actually. Oh, I remember uh, this one. So when I got engaged, this happened to me. So I had my ex ask me about getting him a Rolex. He specifically asked for a Rolex and I was just like, what the fuck? It it went from every time we would have arguments, him throwing like my ring in my face metaphorically and just being like, you know, you're so ungrateful, rah, rah, rah. And it was, it was like a constant trump card. Like if I had, if we had a disagreement about anything, it was like, you're not allowed to disagree because you've got this ring on your finger. And I was just like, mm, that's not how this works. Like, that's, that's not. It's a gift. It's yeah. It's a gift. Yeah. Like, every time you and I fight, I'm not going to be like, well, you bought me a vibrator for my birthday. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just needed to throw it in there that that was my birthday present. So <laughs> You're welcome. It was a nice time, I won't lie. Oh, God. Um, you know, it just got to a point where I was just like, this is insane. Like, what do you want me to do? Do you want the ring back? Like, I remember asking him at one point, do you want it back? Because I don't want it. If you, if you're going to keep throwing it in my face like that, like I don't need this ring. And then he was just like, no, like I want a Rolex. Cause I just feel like, you know, let's talk about equality. Let me get out my scroll of absolute shit that has 
been unequal in the world and we can, we can talk about that, sir. We want to talk about equality and your Rolex. Sorry. And I feel like if you saw my face at the moment, I'm just in shock. Yeah. Lottie, I can't believe Lottie. Yeah. I've not told you this story in great detail before. So surprise. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he demanded a Rolex and me being the impressionable, you know, poor soul that I was at the time, I did it and I got him a Rolex just to shut him up so I wouldn't have to keep listening to, you know, this ring being thrown back into my face every single time we would have an argument. Like it's just, I just don't think it should work like that. Like if somebody is going to get you something, you know, whether it's an engagement ring or them buying you something back because you've proposed to them, both of those things need to happen off your own accord. You don't, you should not be asking for somebody to propose to you and like emotionally blackmailing them into proposing to you. And there shouldn't be like a condition that if I get you this ring that you're going to get me X, Y, Z. Like seriously, blah, blah, blah. I think it's really telling of who that person is, like as a person. But I also Mm. think like an engagement ring is a gift. Like it's not like we're still in primary school and the going rate for a gift is $30 per friend and you've got to like make sure it's all even and, okay, well, you got me this gift. Now I have to get you one of equal value. It's a gift and it's a statement of love. Him asking for a Rolex back is him asking for a material object in the, like, and gaslighting you into thinking that that's equality and feminism Mm. when if he was proposing and he loved you, then he, it shouldn't matter about a Rolex. It shouldn't mm. matter about a gift. It just doesn't make sense. Maybe engagement rings are outdated. Maybe we need to stop actually. There's going to be something else. What can you give somebody else? Like just give me some chocolate. <laughs> I reckon like, I don't know, investing that money into buying a home together or something like that. Like yeah. that's what my yeah. preference would be. Um, I do have to ask though. In the D-I-V-O-R-C-E, who kept the ring and who kept the Rolex? Oh my, I was so confused for a second. I was like, the D-V-O, the what? <laughs> um, so he actually asked for the ring back and I was like, that's fine. I would like the Rolex back as well, please. And what did he say to that? I actually don't remember his exact response. This is all like through writing. But, yeah, he, he was the one who... Um, from memory specifically asked for the ring back and yeah, I actually held on to it for close to a year because we couldn't sign our divorce papers until like in Australia, you've got to be separated for like a year before you can legally get divorced or file for divorce. So I held on to the ring until that day that I saw him to file for divorce and it worked out in my favor. Rolexes go up in value. Engagement rings do not. The engagement ring is the car that you drive out of the dealership that uh, depreciates 50% in value when a Rolex just, I don't know, it's whatever analogy goes up. Yeah, <laughs> we'll just go with that one. Follow us. Follow us for more economic advice. Jokes don't. <laughs> I went to art school. I actually did finance, but don't follow me for that. <laughs> Funny dating quips. Yes. Finance and economic advice. Absolutely. Absolutely not. <laughs> Anyway, um, look, I think the thing that really kind of stuck out to me was this conversation that I had with one particular person and they were relating the value of the ring back to the level of respect that the person giving it had for them. If you respect me, 
you will do this for me. And I actually really like this person, so I'm not going to say who it is. (laughs) Don't name and shame on the podcast. They may be listening, so I'm not going to say too much more that's going to potentially give away their identity. But I was really surprised at these comments. Like I wasn't expecting it. Mm. And I still think it's a good topic to discuss though. I don't know if I how that sits with me. And I think I think that I have kind of made my peace with the fact that any relationship I go into moving forward, I'll probably be the breadwinner. So I have also sort of made peace with the fact that somebody that I date or somebody that I might be getting engaged to doesn't have the potential to spend a lot of money on a ring. And I don't hold a lot of value in that either. So I find the whole tying it to respect thing to be very, like, I don't know if cultural is the right word, but I don't know. It's just a thought process that doesn't really sit well with me because I think the act of getting engaged and the act of this person is willing to commit the rest of their life or, you know, how long the relationship may last with you, that is the act of respect rather than the mm. material object that you get out of it. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I think it's, you know, it's, it's an interesting debate and I think it's going to continue to evolve because mm. I've actually got quite a few friends that are in same-sex relationships and it's been really interesting to see how they handle those dynamics because um, two of my closest friends who are, are currently engaged to be married this year, they, like one one of them proposed and then the other one proposed like back to her, the, the other partner, like a, a, a year or so later. When you think of that situation, is it a matter of it being a return gift? I would say no. Like I don't think it no. is a return gift because they've done it in their own timing. They've done it for their own mm. reasons. And I really respect that. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, this notion of people giving each other like jet things as a gesture of their commitment and love to each other, I'm all on board for. But I think when we start putting you know, guidelines and requirements around it, that's probably where we're kind of getting into murky water and people need to step Mm. back a little bit and think about why they're asking for those things. I don't know whether this is just my personality, but I think if you have, like, I don't know, I've always just learned to have no expectations and to put no expectations Mm -hmm. into situations like that. Not because I do believe that if you have no expectations, you can't be disappointed, but it doesn't, leave you open for, you know, expecting to get a $30,000 ring and you get a $3,000 ring or something like that. I think if you go into it with an open mind and for the right reasons, then we wouldn't necessarily be having this conversation. You know, if everything else in your relationship is amazing, like you guys get along, you've got the same goals in life, you are compatible on every other front, hearing these stories that have come out of the woodworks after this you know, question went onto the Instagram story, you know, the things that people have been through because of a disagreement when it comes to an engagement ring, it's just not worth it. Like I just, it blows my mind that some people have only realized that there's this potential for them to have this huge blowout as a couple so many years down the track because of something like an engagement ring. Is it really mm-hmm. worth it? This is literally one of those moments where you've got to pick your battles. Absolutely. I would be picking my battles and I would be thinking about what my priorities really were. Agreed. All right. Well, I think that we've unpacked that topic enough for today. I was trying to think of something really like witty and punny to do with rings, but yeah, didn't didn't work this time. 
There's always a lot of potties in the future, babe. Yeah. Um, look, I really enjoyed this topic though. And I think it's caused a lot of healthy debate in my DMs. Um, you know, anyone who's listened to this episode, if you have any more thoughts, please feel free to slide back on in. And yeah, like if there's any other topics that you guys are passionate about or would like to suggest to get everyone fired up, please either slide into mine or Lottie's or the pod's DMs. And as always, thank you all for your support. And if you haven't already, please give us a follow and rating and don't forget to share us around with all your pals. We will see you in a couple of weeks. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.